Shalom and welcome to Parashah's Christmas, the weekly fix for spiritual lessons taken from the Parashah. Have your coffee and let's take a look at the weekly Torah reading. Today we'll be looking at Parashah Behat Lotha, which runs from Numbers chapter 8 verse 1 to chapter 12 verse 16. Enjoy it and don't forget to give us your feedback on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube or via our website. In England, it's either too cold or too hot. Okay, well, to be honest, it's mostly too cold, but whatever the weather is, we usually find a reason to complain about it. Whether it's with our work colleagues or to the person at the checkout in the supermarket, we love a good whinge about the weather. However, complaining is not just limited to the Brits. Here in Berlin, it's also alive and kicking, sometimes literally. There's a web portal created to document all the complaining notes that neighbors leave for each other, usually with the threat of grievous bodily harm if they don't stop partying or breaking stuff or getting on their nerves. No matter where we are or what we have, it seems like nothing will stop us from a good old moan. While I'm aware of the irony of complaining about complaining, it does form the main theme of this week's parasha. Much like last week, our parasha this week features a number of different topics, from silver trumpets to Passover celebrations, and from a Google Maps-style list of places our ancestors camped to a retirement plan for the Levites. But at the heart of this week's portion are our ancestors' complaints. Complaints about pretty much everything. It seems that they had forgotten the crushing slave labor that they were forced to do in Egypt, and were looking at everything through rose-tinted glasses. The desert wasn't exactly full of haute cuisine, and they longed for meat and vegetables like they'd eaten in Egypt. God's miracle bread, the manna, wasn't good enough, and they wanted more. But instead of just asking God or Moses, they launched a mutiny and wanted to return to their country of enslavement. So, God decides to give them what they want, but at a cost. Many of them paid for their mutiny with their lives, as we read that a fire spread through the camp and consumed them. And unfortunately, despite the severe warning on the one hand and the miraculous provision of enough quail to feed over a million people on the other, the people hadn't learnt their lesson. Unfortunately, we'll be hearing more complaints later on as we read through Bamidbar. But it wasn't just the people complaining. Moses and his family also join in. Aaron and Miriam are upset that Moses married an Ethiopian, and Moses is upset that the people are such a hassle to lead but at least he takes his complaints to God. God responds by punishing Miriam with a brief case of leprosy and expulsion from the camp, while he appoints other leaders to share Moses' burden and takes away some of his anointing from Moses and gives it to the other leaders. It really is a bit of an up and down parasha. Incredible provision from God on the one hand, followed by incredible petulance on the other. Reading it today, it's easy to think, What on earth was the matter with our people back then? But if we're honest, we would have done the same. Surely not, you may exclaim to yourself, but I'm convinced that nothing much has changed since then. In extremely difficult and stressful situations, it can be very hard to see the positives. Our people were no longer slaves, yes, but they were also in the middle of the desert, relying on a God who they didn't really know nor understand. For us too, it can be easier to see the empty half of the glass. Perhaps our job is stressful, so we change jobs, but then we miss our colleagues from the old one. Or maybe our car is broken, so we buy a new one, but we miss some of the features of the old. 
whatever the topic, we are, as humans, complainers at heart. Perhaps you think I'm generalizing, and you would be right. There are, of course, optimists in this world. But let's take a deeper look at why we all complain. What causes us to focus on the negative? Simply put, it's a matter of perspective. In this imperfect and broken world, it's easy for us to find fault with our possessions, with our neighbors, even with ourselves. We realize that life is not as it ought to be, even if there are good moments here. And because of our brokenness, we tend to focus on instant gratification rather than looking at the bigger picture. I'm convinced that it's not as simple as just thinking positively and everything will change, but if we get the proper perspective on life, perhaps we'll start to see the glass half full. Here's the bottom line. I don't know what your life is like at the moment. Perhaps you're on cloud nine, or perhaps you wish you'd never been born. Whatever the case, there is a God out there who loved you enough to send the Messiah Yeshua to die on your behalf so that he could rescue you from your brokenness and forgive you of all the wrong things in your life. Rather than complain about having to live among us corrupted people, the Messiah willingly gave himself so that you and I could have a living and active relationship with the God who created us and loves us. He offers you hope, a future and a life of purpose. There is no greater news than that. God understands our complaints. He understood the complaints of our ancestors. But when our complaints are not accompanied by the belief that he can actually do something about them, then we end up accusing him of negligence, that he's not able or not willing to care for us. We get angry and bitter at the one being who can actually change our situation. Our one chance of rescue becomes our main foe. What insanity! So, regardless of the topic, we humans seem to really enjoy complaining. Or perhaps we don't, but we just think we don't have any better option. But we do. We can bring our complaints, justified or not, to a God who is willing and able to change us or our situation if we're willing to trust him and learn to see things from his perspective. Of course, it doesn't mean that we'll never complain again, but at least we can remember that there's another way of doing things. So the next time you and I attempt to go back to the proverbial Egypt when things don't turn out the way we want, let's turn to God through the Messiah instead. He's waiting to open your eyes to see things differently. Are you willing? That's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed our parasha espresso. Please don't forget to subscribe to make sure you get the latest episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so please get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or via our website at youdenfearjesus.de.